Hey, Dad. 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 Hello and welcome to Dad Men. I'm Ryan Hartnett here with my dad colleague Brendan Collins and very excited to welcome you to this week's episode where we'll be talking about dad and mom, that critical relationship, uh, key to the upbringing of What's-Her-Name and Falcon. Really excited to dive into this one this week, but first before we get started, as always, love to talk about the week in review for What's-Her-Name and Falcon. Brendan, great to see you. Tell us, what is the best and worst thing that happened to What's-Her-Name this week? Ryan, I'm thrilled to be back. Uh, I don't. It was kind of touch and go there if you'd let me back onto the show, but uh, <laughs> I'm glad to be here. So, <clears throat> best thing that happened this week, um, we got a batch of very becoming family pictures taken uh, by a professional photographer, this lovely German woman named Fonzi. Uh, and they came out fantastic. She made us wait like a week and a half longer than we were led to believe, which was a little frustrating, but all's well that ends well, as they say. Uh, and you know, what's her name is just, uh, seems like a very either photogenic or hammy she child. Sure I can't quite tell. Yeah. Yeah. Which is totally rich. worth it though. Right. To um, get those good photos. Oh, it's, it's gold, solid yep. gold. Uh, so that was the high point for sure. Uh, low point, <coughs> daylight saving time. My oh. goodness, what a stupid, foolhardy <laughs> thing that this country has agreed to do for about 100 years now. Uh, it is so hilariously obsolete and pointless and stupid for a lot of reasons. But being a new parent, I would put in the top three reasons is it seriously messes up your kid's sleep schedule. Yeah. Even, even it's just an hour. It seems like it's nothing. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to start thinking about it days in advance. Which uh, we did not. An hour. The difference between 5 a.m. and 6 a.m. Or for you, you know, Falcon's an early riser. The difference between, you know, 4.30 and 5.30 is uh, it's a lifetime. Just awful. Just awful. I makes me so angry. I'll be honest. Just angry. Ugh. Yeah, that, we're going to have a... Uh, a spin-off episode or a spin-off show about daylight saving <laughs> about the two of us just talking about how much we hate <laughs> common stupid things um yeah so that was the low yeah. point for sure it was super annoying getting what's her name in and comfortable with the new schedule uh you know this is day two technically we're recording this on monday evening yeah. um and uh seems to be okay now but it was just so pointlessly stupid like why do we agree that this is okay. I, I read that we are not um, an agrarian society. The states anymore. of New England, including my home state of Maine, are looking to uh, move over to Atlantic time and abandon daylight savings. Um, or I read stick that. with daylight very, savings. Very yeah, and of course, but they're all pinning it on Massachusetts, right? If Boston doesn't do it, they're not going to do it. And it uh, seems like none of them are going to do it unless New York does it, which means no one's going to do it. And we're just going to live our lives this way for forever. It's awful. I think New York City would do it. I think. 
if you could make a good case as to why it helps the economy, helps the average worker, helps kids, Parents. school schedules, you name it. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, but I did read there is this deli owner in Farmington, Maine, who, uh, who refuses and just adjusts his business hours. Uh, so he doesn't, doesn't go with the change with the clock, which I, you know, I feel like in this fraught, tense political climate, we could use a couple folk heroes. Yes. He may be one of them. Sounds like this this man is a <laughs> a veritable Robin Hood. Yeah. Oh, I so I won't even go into that. You've covered it. Uh, daylight savings uh, or or the the turning back of the clocks terrible. Um, we're not. We haven't really adjusted yet. But um, but had a good week otherwise. Um, I'd say the high point. Um, you know, it's it was a it was a tight race between uh, a series of new uh, construction vehicles, uh, little micro machines, uh, real realistic uh, diggers and loaders and excavators and dump trucks that that Falcon got absolutely loves them. Um, but you know what else he loves, and and maybe as much, maybe more, um, is his his best friend uh, uh, Nuna. Um, who is the other baby in our baby share. And what's just so wonderful to watch uh, lately has been this blossoming love between them, um, this mutual affection after uh, 20 months of basically ignoring each other or maybe fighting a little bit over toys. But now uh, from the dinner table, he calls out Nuna's name. He's excited to see her the next morning. Uh, they greet each other with a hug and a, and a soft little peck on the cheek and it's they're the most affectionate little babies and it's just it warms our hearts uh that they they become such friends um so that that was definitely the high point is to see falcon really uh take to this person that we forced him to spend all day every day with <laughs> for for his entire life um and uh, yeah it seems like yeah. this is, there's a metaphor for some kind of arranged living situation yeah 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 and like eventually you'll grow to love the other person <laughs> that's right right that's right and they have and they have uh the low point is um uh falcon is exploring uh new forms and new lengths of 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 tantrums uh and over the whack past week uh it it um monday night was representative um moving on to dinner um he, he got, you know, fairly typical 30 minutes of watching a TV show before we sat down at the table. And uh, when I, you know, respectfully warned him, like, hey, it's dinner time. We're going to turn off the TV now. Um, it was the, the biggest meltdown he has ever had. He was on the floor kicking and screaming, wedging himself under the couch um, and <laughs> and could not calm himself down. I mean, he gets to the table and he's doing that kind of like, <laughs> just kind of like just barely getting yeah. a breath in, and just it's it moves from anger to sadness, and it's just devastating. And um, you know, we we try and like help him work it out uh, when he's frustrated about something. Uh, we might say like, use your words. And then of course we read a New York Times article about temper tantrums the same week, uh, which says don't don't tell them to use their words. It doesn't work. Uh, so, so we both learned something from the New York Times as we do Teachable every moment. Week. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, cause we just been doing the thing it said don't to do. Um, but the tantrums, uh, man, they have been just, uh, a new level of intensity this week. He does, when he gets frustrated by something, he does this little like frustrated tap dance, uh, this like extremely intense tap dance, um, and just kind of screams a little bit and you just got to help him get through it. But, uh, you know, it kind of boost your own blood pressure too and you gotta try and stay calm hey dad this week on the show we are going to talk about dad and mom how the two work together 
uh, you know, to not only raise the kid, but sort of live your lives as partners, as, you know, um, just two people on a crazy journey. Um, you know, the title of this episode, Dad and Mom, it's just a stand-in for anyone you choose to raise a kid with. Uh, and I think it, you know, doesn't really lay it, have a claim staked on it by just dads and moms. Uh, but I think anyone who's raised a child with someone else might recognize some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today. Um, so number one, Ryan, the decision to become parents. Walk me through that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, sit down and say, I think this is, this is doable. No, uh, when, when, uh, we were texting earlier this week and throwing out topics and, uh, and I put out there, you know, um, how did our parents parent? And you said, eh, you know, maybe, maybe we're not going to touch that one just yet. Uh, you know, my parents listen to the show and then you throw out, you know, oh, dad and mom, how is it, uh, parenting with your partner? And I was like, oh, geez, that's, yeah, that's not loaded at all. That's, (laughs) that's, yeah, that's, that's the, uh, the easy stuff, uh, no, it's but it's uh, it, what it is is you know intense in all directions, and uh, it, it is uh, kind of an interesting thing, and I'm excited to talk about it. And it goes back to um, a decision we made um, probably in the fall of what was that 2014, uh, which was to uh, not try and have kids just yet. You know, we were kind of teetering on the edge. We thought we wanted this, um, but we weren't like 100% there. And and the truth is we waited until we really wanted it. Uh, and then, of course, we were extremely uh, impatient about, about getting it. Um, but that's okay. I think that's not a bad way to feel, uh, to make a decision of that of that magnitude. That's going to change your, your life forever. And so, um, you know, Allison's experience, uh, you know, we... we um, Tried for a few months. Uh, she had some testing done. Found out that she had a, a mild case of something called PCOS, uh, which basically meant her cycle was was irregular. Um, had to to go on a round of Clomid, and um, and then it worked almost instantaneously. Um, so um, by by most measures, not not a hard path, but also not an easy one. Uh, and that's a hard time for anyone, uh, whether you're getting any kind of uh, intervention or help or not. Uh, just not knowing, you know, as you're as you're trying to get pregnant and you want that, um, and so yeah, we we came to the decision. We really wanted it, and then we were we were pretty freaking impatient about about getting there uh, because we were we wanted that that in our lives. And I and I think one of the things that told us we were ready um, was that we'd stopped going out as much anyway. So we were we were kind of ready for it. Yeah, that's a huge. Yeah, how about how about for you guys? I think because when you know you're young and. You think of, oh, when in my life, if you did want to have kids, should I have kids? And you're, the natural point you go to is like, oh, when I'm kind of done having fun, right? Like when I've had all yeah. the fun that yeah. is to be had, <laughs> that is when I will ruin a good thing and have kids. Um, but yeah. to your point, it's not, it's not nearly that black and white, right? Uh, you know, I don't think there's a, a right time to have kids. There's definitely a wrong time to have kids, right? Like if you think having kids is going to save a relationship or if you didn't mean to have kids and then you have kids uh, right. and you're stuck, uh, you know, that's a wrong time. But as far as being fully prepared, that moment never really arrives, I don't think. I think for what you and mm, Nelson yeah. experienced is kind of as close as you could get to it. Um, yeah, But I don't yep. think for anyone, even if you're the happiest parents in the world and you planned it out, you know, to a T, 
um, it's kind of like ripping off a bandaid. You know, you kind of just, the sooner that you internalize that you're never going to be perfectly prepared, the better, I think. And, uh, you know, Aaron and I thought about it and we realized at a point where it was just, it seemed natural, you know? Uh, we knew, we both knew the whole time we've been together, uh, the whole time we've been married that we wanted kids. And Mm -hmm. eventually we got to the point where some of our friends, uh, you and Allison in particular, little Falcon arrived, other friends of ours had their kids and we thought, you know, it's like, well, what if we wait, what are we waiting for? You know, uh, are we waiting for anything? And then we realized, oh, well, not really. Um, to my point that I made before though, like once you're done having fun, you have kids that's kind of not totally ingenuous. Uh, we knew that before we had kids, we wanted to do a couple specific things. So we went on some trips overseas and we, you know, did a ton of stuff in New York city that you can't really easily do with kids. Um, did you guys ever, I remember following you on social media with my infant in hand and just, you know, watching you in a different country every week. And, uh wondering what your vacation policies were uh yeah our vacation policy was take it as often and as long as you can that was our policy and you did and we did and you did um and, now... and sometimes it was for work is what i later learned <laughs> yeah some of it was yeah uh, and now what's her name is here and we will never travel again we are hermits um, <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh no it just the decision i think calling it even for i think again very generalizing uh you know a general statement i don't think it's a decision that's like yep let's do it it's something that is accrued over time where you realize that this is what you want and i think for sure there's a conversation that you can have where you say yes we both agree but i don't think anyone is swayed on a whim you know and where were you and uh what time of day was it um when you found out uh, when you got the the positive Ooh. result back, uh, it was it was a weekend day. I think it was a a Saturday or Sunday, and uh, mm-hmm. we were just about to go out to meet some friends uh, or go to brunch or something like that. And we had some big trips coming up, uh, not big trips. We had some you know a trip for uh, out west to visit friends, and then we were going to a wedding out uh, in in the Bay Area. And we found out about a week, week and a half, two weeks before that. So the plans for sort of a raucous part West Coast party uh, trip were <laughs> kind of thrown in the trash can, but that was okay. Um, I think this this could be a whole episode, is how do you disguise the fact that you're pregnant with when drinking is involved? Oh, that's God, that's yeah. a 15-hour Ken Burns docu-series that we have up our sleeves. Um, but it was, it was a special day with diagrams, with diagrams about Uh, drink placement and, you know, diversion, anything in a glass order, only cans of beer where you can't see how much liquid is in them at any given time. It's a, there's a big strategy that we had. Um, but the moment we found out was, it was like, again, like it wasn't a, Oh my God, I'm so happy. I mean, it was, we were obviously over the moon, but it wasn't this like, you know, a transcendent moment. It was just, and I mean this in a good way, like it was a continuation of the positive feelings that we had. Um, mm-hmm. And it was a great day. It was a great, great day. What about you, too, you? Yeah, yeah. 
there there were uh yeah it was a it was a i don't know maybe a thursday or friday morning i think we just gotten back from a july july 4th vacation east to see family where um thankfully uh the the, the mom and and uh fertilized embryos uh, blood supplies are not connected uh <laughs> early on because when you don't know you don't know and uh it was july 4th holiday and we were we were enjoying throwing back some beers with my family um but uh but we got home um and that um first morning back um we we found out and there were you know there were yeah it, it, it had been a little bit of a road so there we were we were extremely happy um and you know, almost instantaneously, um, also a little bit fearful, right? I mean, I think right it was right around that time that uh, Mark Zuckerberg's wife had published a post about some of the miscarriages that she had had, and uh, there are no givens, uh, even at that moment. You know, when you first find out that um, your partner is yeah. pregnant, so uh, it was almost it was it was like uh, extreme excitement immediately coupled with a little bit of nervousness and fear and. And obviously, that's why you don't necessarily, if you don't want to, uh, tell tell all your friends and family right away. But uh, but it was also it was also joyful. Yeah, it was a great moment. Dad. So for our next segment, we're going to talk about one of uh, one of the more uh, interesting topics in parenting. I call it the 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 T M L Q I T E L Timacuctel. I don't. That's not a real acronym. <laughs> but if it were, it would stand for the most loaded question in the English language. Who does what? Who does more? And how has the division of labor changed over time? Uh, an interesting question in our age of modern parenting when, uh, you know, it's not a given that uh, that uh, mom is going to do the bulk of the, 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 the work. Um, Brandon, what, what's that like for, for you and Aaron, and, and how has it evolved over time? Well, I think... This is the most loaded question. Um, but I also think, yeah, because, uh, you, you know, in today's parenting, you want to think of in a perfect world, it would be, everything would be split 50-50. It would be equal distribution of labor. Um, but I think it's not uh, for us. I, I mean, I think Aaron would agree. Aaron does more. Um, not just stuff around the house, but I, she showed me something that was really, really eye-opening. And it was a, it was a cartoon about what it's like to be in a relationship with kids or not where one person is doing more than the other and it's not just the actual list of stuff that you have to do it's the mental load of thinking about all the things that you have to think about Mm -hmm. for two people instead of just one and that's what really can make a disparity in terms of labor distribution seem as bad as it actually is um so you know, when, when what's her name first arrived, I, Aaron did, you know, almost everything. Uh, I right. got very good, very quickly at changing diapers. I got very good, very quickly at packing stuff up at putting on the baby Bjorn carrier thing. Uh, you know, very simple kind of caveman esque, uh, yes. tasks, very simple, not a lot of heavy lifting or intellectual prowess required. Um, and then as time went on, as, you know, we introduced a bottle, as we introduced, you know, more sort of independence for what's her name, meaning I could take her out and change her and feed her kind of on my own instead of having mom having to be there, uh, the, the load was split up. Um, but I think after the kind of three or four month, uh, you know, time period passes, when what's her name was sleeping through the night, 
um, you know, starting to sort of behave like a regular little child. Uh, there's kind of the, the next stage of having a, a kid arrives and be, next stage of being a kid arrives. And that's where you don't just think about the immediate reactive stuff like, oh, I have to feed her. Oh, I have to change her. Oh, I have to do this, this, and this, or burp her, right? Uh, you can start planning ahead. And so you think, okay, well, she's going to need bigger diapers. She's going to need more clothes. She's going to need eventually solid foods. She's going to need childcare. She's going to need the playset in the house. All this stuff starts to bubble up. And Aaron took on the, you know, the brunt of that load of, of yeah. thinking about the stuff to think about. So, um, you know, I think it's still not equal. I, I try to chip in more and more, but uh, right now, as we're recording this, I'm looking at a stack of laundry that I have yet to put away, which would make life so much easier for both of us. Uh, it's little <laughs> stuff like that, right? Um, and I think there's some anecdote about, uh, you know, a bad sitcom where the nagging wife says, why don't you do the dishes? And the husband says, oh, well, I'll do them if you want me to. Um, and then the wife says, I don't want you to do them. I want you to want to do them. And then the husband says, well, why would I want to do the dishes? The, doing the dishes is terrible. It's a little bit, <laughs> I mean, that's obviously a horrible kind of hackneyed trope, but there is a yeah. kernel of truth to that, right? Like I'm inherently a lazy person, uh, in general. <laughs> and if I can put off doing something even 15 seconds longer than it would take, uh, I'll probably skew that in direction. Yeah. So what about what yeah. about the two of you? But, well, just but to clarify about the laundry, it's your it's yours to do, right? It will not happen unless you do it. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I this it oh, will good. not get put away. Good. It's, on your, it. it's on your it's on your side of the ledger. It's gonna yes. happen. That's good. Yes. Good bit. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you remind me of um, an article uh, um, Allison not too subtly shared with me uh, early on in Falcon's life. Uh, it was something like titled there's a blog post called like who cuts the fingernails with fingernails uh you know lengthening and needing a trimming standing in for who does the like thinking about the future a little bit it's not a perfect Mm -hmm. um, yeah metaphor but but uh, to your point uh even as i think we both uh uh, would agree that we do you know in terms of just pure like minutes of the day spent uh looking after falcon uh providing for him uh, it's a fairly even load um, with, uh, especially as he's gotten older and, you know, basically the things he needs are things that both of us can provide. Um, we are chipping in roughly equally, but then there are those topics which uh, require more planning, which I think only recently we've started to level up on. Uh, you know, when it came to getting him the next size up of clothes because his pants were starting to look like capris yeah. <laughs> or uh, um, the next size of diaper or... Um, getting him on some some early daycare lists because you have to get on those lists a year plus in advance here in San Francisco. Um, she definitely led the way on that thought intensive stuff. Um, I try and take some of that, uh, you know, I think more recently. Um, for example, it's, you know, they say it's a good idea that both you and your partner get life insurance uh, when you start to have kids. Um, so um, I've taken the lead on, on setting that up for her, but I think it's made her a little suspicious. Yeah. Like, why do you keep uh, pushing this life insurance form on me? Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I remember back to that first month after he was born and we brought him home. And there was this because there were obviously like critical things feeding him that only she could do. Um, 
it was uh, extreme specialization, kind of to your point. Like, I don't think she changed a diaper for the first month uh, while I was home there with her. And it was a beautiful, like, working relationship, just complete breaking down every chore into, like, this is what you're going to do, this is what I'm going to do. Um, but uh, and now it's actually, I find it's actually a little harder uh, when we both can theoretically do any of the things right. that need to get done. Um, but uh, it's... Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'd say uh, it's yeah fairly even not quite there on that real thought intensive stuff, and and uh, I'm trying my hand at it. I've had on my task list for uh, exactly the 20 months he's been around uh, to go get a 529 set up for for a little man Falcon so he can go to college one day should he so choose. Hey, Dad. So once Falcon was arrived, uh, and what's her name too? The relationship between dad and mom changes. Uh, it evolves. It becomes a new entity. Uh, Ryan, what what have you noticed the most about the difference in, in your relationship? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, the effect is is real. It's uh, significant, and it's uh, both positive and negative. Um, I, I think, in some ways, uh, obviously, we do more together than ever uh, because we. Um, are raising this 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 little boy together, um, and that's some intense co-parenting uh, uh, many hours of the day. But at the same time, um, you know, in order to get that time together, that's just for the two of us. You have to be much more deliberate about it. I mean, um, especially in in Falcons. Uh, um, really, until recently, uh, he was such an early riser that. The moment he went to bed, we were we were gunning for bed. Uh, you know, we were uh, maybe getting in a half hour sitcom, and it, and it's just hard to carve out that time. Um, we've tried to make a more uh, concerted effort to have a regular date night, uh, a couple times a month. Um, you know, we get a babysitter or something like that. Uh, because if we don't do it, if we're not, it's easy not to think about that, right? It's easy not to think about your relationship. Um, when you're parents. Um, and I think we just uh, are both um, being much more deliberate about that. Um, and then at the same time, you know, obviously parenting, parenting styles opens up a massive new opportunity for uh, conflict, uh, right? To have different opinions about yes. uh, how, to, how, to, how, to, how to discipline, how to eat, how to sleep, how to do everything for, for, for Falcon. Um, and uh, Early on, you know, we, we adopted uh, what we had heard was like the cardinal rule of new parenting, um, which is uh, do not fight uh, in the middle of the night when you're dealing with a wake up. Um, and we largely adhered to that. Um, I'd say uh, where we slipped, um, the cardinal rule became uh, like whatever was said in the night uh, does not count <laughs> and, and doesn't matter anymore when you wake up. Uh, because we um, we definitely uh, engage in some uh, almost a form of like sniping uh, that that um, I would say was not uh, so f- as familiar. And it comes from tiredness and it comes from uh, the stress of of having maybe an, uh, an upset baby. Um, but we're you know at the same time I think we're also both much more forgiving uh, uh, than we than we maybe were in the past because we understand the stresses we're both dealing with. Right. Well, as long as Allison is not launching like super specific, like schoolyard bully needling insults at you at night, like, hey, Ryan, nice 
you know, hairline. You're like, what? My hairline is fine. Why would you say that? <laughs> and then go stare um, in the mirror for an hour at yeah, my exactly. hairline. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's that's a nice way to encapsulate it. It's it's easier and it's harder. Um, I think in general, having kids, as far as affecting a relationship, it accentuates your natural state, like the, whatever the natural dynamic that you have with a with a partner. That and your personality uh, gets heightened when you have kids because you have so much more time together, number one. Um, and you're put into so many more fraught situations where you have to, you know, make tough choices and you have to have those tough conversations. Yeah, you know, your true self kind of comes out to the front, whether you like it or not. Um, you know, you want to talk about how to raise your kid, how to discipline a kid, where you're going to live, what you're going to do, what your life is going to be like. You are your own you're still the same person you were before you had kids but now you actually have to sit down and look in the mirror and talk about all that hard stuff um and i think you know for us you know you ryan you touched on a lot of the stuff that sort of rings pretty true is you have to you know even though you're spending so much more sort of focused time together you're not focusing on each other you're focusing on something else mm -hmm. and you have to make time for everything and i realize if if, if you're the kind of person that sort of thrives on spontaneity or lives a pretty, you know, unscheduled existence, having a kid is going to be painful for you because having a, you know, I'm sure there is a universe where you could raise a kid without any kind of schedule for sleeping or eating or anything else like that. Kid is mm -hmm. probably going to be a jerk. Uh, you're going to be a jerk. Everyone's going to be a jerk because no one's going to be sleeping. Um, and so you have to make time. You have to plan out when you're going to go out. Uh, I think, you know, we, we rescheduled the recording of this very episode so that, uh, you know, Aaron and I could take advantage of a date night last night. Um, yes. So rare. Yes. And, and we were glad to do it. Although I will say that Allison's coworker, uh, when she told her about the recording at six to seven Pacific time, said is it is it a like a joke of the podcast that they recorded it for a terrible time of day for for you two as parents <laughs> and i said uh you know well she didn't say i would have said i think the thinking was um you know uh she's a fan of the pod so she wants to see it happen oh that's that that warms my heart um yeah <laughs> you know i think you know we do have to we have to plan and take advantage of those times when life kind of gives you lemons or like, you know, you can make some lemonade out of lemons. Uh, yeah. And I think for us now, weekends are planned almost to the hour when we do want to do stuff. If we don't really have plans, it's it's nice and laid back and low key. And we'll just usually make some egg bagel sandwiches and go for a walk in the neighborhood. Uh, but if we want to do anything, if we wanted to go visit friends, if we wanted to have people over, we have to plan it like we are you know, orchestrating the Hong Kong United Kingdom handover. Uh, it is just a ridiculously scheduled existence that we now live if we want to hang out with other people. If it's just the three of us in the house, eh, it's fine, whatever, right? Yeah. But with when you introduce the added <laughs> wild card of other people, uh, you got to get almost annoyingly specific with your plans, I would say, from a third-party yes. observer. It is that for you? Is that driven by sleep schedule of of what's her name? Uh, so, I mean, just at night, I think. Uh, like, cause yeah. 
her nap schedule now is pretty flexible enough where we can just pop her in the car seat and get in a cab or get, get on the train and go. Uh, and she'll sleep or eat whenever. Um, but it's mostly based on, uh, yeah, the nighttime sleep. It's just, okay, if we want to be at this place at this time, that means we have to leave by this time in order for this feeding to occur. Uh, and then we have to leave by this time to get back here so that we can start the bath time routine. It just, it, right. gets, it snowballs so quickly. It snowballs so quickly. Dad! We like to play a little game on the show, as all of our loyal listeners know. It's that time where we play Would You Rather, where Ryan and I are going to ask questions of each other, where we're given uh, choice A or choice B, and we have to pick one. So this edition is all about dad and mom. So Ryan, I'll start you off. Uh, Would you rather have mom do 0% of the workload around the house? So mom does nothing. Mom just lives in the house while you raise the kid. Or mom does 100% of everything. So you just live in the house. Oh, geez. Well, either way, this is a house just seething with resentment. This is not a fun place uh, to live. No. And this is not a fun place to live. Um, but, you know, if I had to pick one, um, and, and uh, I'll explain this. This isn't for selfless reasons. I'd have to say mom does 0% of the workload. Um, because, uh, that means I'm, I'm a stay at home dad, uh, clearly, uh, in my, you know, in that universe. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right myself. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think I would, I, you know, if, if, if either one of us were going to opt into that, that lifestyle for a period of a few years, um, I think I'd probably, uh, run for it a little bit faster. Uh, if I, I think, I think I would too. And it hadn't occurred to me at all that that's the reason why you're doing hundred percent of the work. Cause when we, when we come up with these questions, uh, we don't think about the universe that you have to build to inhabit the question. You know, it's like, why, why is this circumstance coming into your life? This sounds horrible. It's like, Oh, well, if my, if I'm a stay at home dad, that sounds like that's the best of the best way to make good of the situation. Um, yeah, I, I would have to go. I, I do. Mom does 0% of the work. I do all the work. But if you're not, right? You're just like, it's life today, but you have to do 100%. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably working hourly over that scenario because I, I don't think I'd be able to sustain. Well, if you couldn't change anything else, but you're doing 100%, I, I, it's a lose. Oh, it's definitely a Sophie's choice. Uh, all right, Brendan, would you rather have one date night a week or one 15 minute date every day of the week. Uh, and I'm going to take this to mean, uh, if you opt for the one date night a week, the other six nights a week, you're getting zero quality time. That's, together. that's, that's a safe, safe assumption. Yeah. Uh, okay. So 15 minute date, one 15 minute date every day of the week or one date night a week. Okay. So 15 minute dates, these are happening and I'm going to assume these are happening in the thick of evening childcare hassle, right? Mm. So like bath time to potentially a super tired kid that doesn't want to eat, right? In that, in that like half hour, 45 minute window, you get 15 minutes of just the two of you, right? Assuming everything else <laughs> continues apace. And after that 15 minutes is over, you kind of just like clock back in. Um, yeah, or like never seeing each other the other six days of the week. That's because 
I think for everyone, the date one date night a week sounds like the e- the easy winner, right? But in this horrible universe that we've created, <laughs> where you're not sharing any quality time at all, uh, six six out of seven days, um, I think. I was just, I, I just had a vision of, you know, you're sitting down to dinner, you kind of snap your fingers and all of a sudden the 15 minute clock starts and all you can hear is the clock ticking on the wall and it's the two of you and a candle and I a couple glasses you can of wine do, and you can you get can in a full dinner in 15 minutes. 15 minutes is a great amount of time. I'm going to go one 15 minute date every day of the week. That's my final answer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the one day night a week, but I'm glad I'm glad you're sold on that. That someone's going to try. Oh yeah, because this is also we're going to try out both of these, uh, all of these. Would you rather's? The loser has to yes. do it. All right. So <laughs> yeah. I have one for you, Ryan. Would you rather carry to term, deliver, and breastfeed your next child, or not? Yeah, and this question comes up a knowing, lot. Yeah, knowing what your wife uh, goes through. Right. Yeah. We, we've, uh, you know, talked about like, if, if I could, would I take that on? Would I, um, and I think just from a pure, uh, just, uh, evening out the, the, the load, like I couldn't say no. <laughs> right. right. Even if I wanted to, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, they, they talk about it like a pretty life-changing experience. Um, I, you know, just following my, uh, Allison's pregnancy, um, it, uh, went for, there were, there were moments of, uh, she really enjoyed it up until the end. Um, there was a lot of, uh, pleasure that came with, um, being pregnant and except for the last term. Um, and, uh, I, I think I couldn't pass it up. Right. I mean, it's like, uh, um, if you asked me today, would you like to bungee jump or not? Uh, and you have to decide now for the rest of your life, I might do it. Yeah. I think it'd be nice to check off the bucket list. Uh, to be in a kind of junior with Arnold Schwarzenegger type situation where you are a <laughs> cisgendered man who is carrying a child. Um, but, you know, we also get yeah, exercise yeah, without having to do it. So who knows? Know, who knows? If you really put me out to it. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Brendan, to wrap it up, uh, would you, <laughs> I like this one. Would you rather have your child only call you by your real name Forever. So little what's her name is just going to go around saying, uh, Brendan this and Brendan that. Never, never I dad. I love my Brendan so much. Uh, never dad or for, uh, forever. Or, or, um, or alternately, your wife only calls you daddy oh, for the rest of your life and you have to address her mother. as mother. <laughs> um. <laughs> mother. Uh, As they do back in yeah, Maine. I think. Uh, refer. Uh, yes, I my my, gran- my grandmother was affectionately known as mother, um, for my for my granddad, and that this is so the mother thing I can get on board with way easier than Aaron calling me daddy o. Only daddy, like no, never Brendan, <laughs> never dad, just daddy o. I'm thinking of like. Daddy-O, I'm sorry. The test results came back negative. You have cancer, Daddy-O. <laughs> you know, uh, that's what I'm thinking of. So I just think it would be such a horrible way to go through life. Like imagine giving a eulogy where you have to say daddy, like Daddy-O was the nicest man I ever met. Or do you, Daddy-O, want to give the father of the bride speech? Um, 
<laughs> it just seems like you'd be in a laughing stock your whole life. Like, why does Brendan's why does Aaron only call Brendan Tadio? It's so strange. Versus, <laughs> right? And, no, and you you're can't not allowed to explain that. Explain the that you were given a choice. And so that you made a pact you for your yeah. for for what? Because um, I yeah. I think mother. Yep. Is still in. I don't know. It's it's like an order of magnitude less weird than Daddy-O, I think. Because even now, like, I'll jokingly call Aaron just mom. Yeah. House. Like, hey, mom, what are you doing? Da, da, da. Mother is not that right. far. It's not as yeah. far as you think, you know? Uh, there There is a universe where it is a term of endearment that not, everyone not understands. not my, my old you know? or anything like that. Um, but for... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I for what's your name to call me? Call me Brendan. No, that's I that's just, way better than Aaron calling me Daddyo for sure. Yeah, I I I think I feel feel pretty strongly the other way. I just uh, you know, it's I feel like it's I've I've kind of won the lottery with being called Daddy or Dada, uh, as as I'm called today, Dada, and uh, it just it means you know kind of tugs at the heartstrings in a way that that hearing little falcon say ryan would just creep me the heck out like who are you little person in yeah. a suit uh you know ordering <laughs> me around it would take on a whole new flavor the ordering around i get today uh it's it's acute and endearing when i'm data if it were ryan it would be just that's a just, little off-putting just make me so upset <laughs> think of yeah allison thanking you in some kind of award speech where she says, and I wouldn't be able to do any of this without daddy-o Hartnett. Daddy, and she's, she's not joking at all. She's very sincere. Oh. But everyone else in the banquet hall is looking at the two of you like you're psychopaths. Like, why? His name is on the program. Why is she calling him daddy-o in front of all 300 of us? Well, maybe I mean, I'll that would change my name to daddy-o. solve all the problems that we have with this scenario. That's going to do it for another episode of Dad Men. Uh, you know, I hook, I think if you take away one thing from this episode, it's that moms and dads, uh, any anyone parenting together, it's it's a journey. And if you see two people arguing in a Dwayne Reed about which shampoo to get, just walk a mile in their shoes. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're working through it together. And they, they emerge stronger and, and more more in love and more in you know resolute partnership with each other at the end. Uh, so Ryan, any anything else to add there? Yep. Yep. And if you see them Well, yeah, and, and, and if you see uh, those same two people an hour later just kind of staring at their, their little one uh, as he uh, tosses breadcrumbs to the ducks, uh, you know, and they're just smiling, uh, Yes, it's because they're tired, but it's also because they are sharing in uh, a new and um, seemingly uh, inexhaustible joy uh, that is just uh, part of that journey. So, uh, yeah, you take you take that good, be, uh, even if, if there there are new challenges that come along with it too, um, because it's wonderful. it is wonderful. Yeah. Well, Ryan, you're uh, wonderful. I want to thank you for joining me again. This week, if you like the show, go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. Helps people find us. Uh, We will be back next week for another episode. But until then, have a lovely week, everybody. Bye.